the church. What is it? Is it the building in which we are worshiping tonight? The brick and the mortar surrounding us? Is it the rules, the laws that we must follow as members of the church? Is church just a place we go on Sundays? Is the church her priests and her bishops? What really is the church? During my first year at Purdue University, before going to seminary, uh, graduating from high school a very far distance away from here in the town of Zionsville, (laughs) I don't think I can use that joke anymore because all of you are getting to know me. But I attended a retreat on campus called Boiler Awakening. And so part of this retreat included receiving letters from people in the community. And there was one that has stuck with me. The letter mentioned how um, the Newman Center, St. Thomas Aquinas, at the campus of Purdue, the Catholic church there, it's not the prettiest church in the world. But the letter, the one who wrote the letter said that um, it may not be the prettiest church, but it's the people inside it that make it what it is, to make the Newman Center so special. And I sure found that to be true. It was through this community, through all the relationships that I had, through spending time in prayer at the daily mass, at the Adoration Chapel, that I finally found the courage to say yes to God's call. And while the structure of their building is important, it's a visible sign for us of the, of the church. It's not the essence of what the church is. Nor is any one city or one country the church. Not Carmel, not Washington, D.C., not even Rome is the church. The church inhabits all these places, yet the church, the church is truly worldwide, universal, But what then is the church? The question hasn't been answered. Our English word church comes from the Latin word ecclesia, meaning a religious assembly. And this church is the people of God. It is a person. The church, it is a life. The church is a life. But whose is it? Our Lord Jesus Christ, of course. And during this most holy week, we remember and celebrate the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who dies to give us life. Who rose again from the dead. And he gives us the priesthood and most especially the Eucharist. And the one who gives us the church. So if this church is the life of Christ and the people of God... Jesus Christ invites us into it. He desires all of us to be united to his life, to his church. And for Jesus came into the world to free us from sin, which cuts us off from God, causes death. And Jesus invites us tonight to renew and enter into new life in him. In the Gospel of John, Our Lord gives us a metaphor of the vine and the branches. He says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, 
unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. We indeed are the branches that God wants to graft on to himself. And our Lord also speaks one of my favorite passages in in the scriptures from the Gospel of John. He says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, come that they may have life and have it in abundance. God the Son descended to earth, taking on our human flesh was crucified, died, and was buried, and rose again on the third day. Jesus came so that you and I might have life to the full, life in Christ. And we receive this abundant life, which Christ offers us in our hearts, beginning with baptism. Incorporate into the life of Christ, most especially through the Eucharist that we receive this evening. The church is a life in Christ. Yet in the last year or so, our church has undergone some very great difficulties. The scandal, the true scandal of the church in all forms of abuse, especially by clergy, has been and continues to be incredibly difficult for all of us. Many different questions are raised. What is a priest? How could a man of God do such things? What is the church? How do we move forward in the midst of all of this? Do I stay in the church despite these awful things? There are so many emotions right now that we are experiencing. I've heard from many their frustrations, their anger, their hurt, their sadness. And we, your priests, share these emotions. How then do we work within these great difficulties? How do we move forward? How do we move forward as the church? Thinking in my own life, I've been ordained about 10 months now. And what a year to be ordained. And yet, I wouldn't change it for anything. That in the midst of these about 10 years of discernment, these 10 years of prayer, personal suffering, suffering in seminary, which part of that's good. In that, and most especially in encountering Jesus Christ, not just an idea of Christ, but the person through daily prayer before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And in that time of prayer and adoration, you know, for generally, you know, for about the last eight years, I believe and I know in the depths of my heart that God has called me to this life. God has called all of us, your priests, to give of ourselves to you, to be the way that God communicates his divine life, so that all of us can receive that life in abundance. And so the key for all of us, for us to prevent any scandal in the future, to prevent any sin, for you, for me, is to get to know and encounter Jesus Christ, the person. Not just to know about Christ, not to um, just have all this intellectual knowledge, though that is very important. We have to know him in the depths of our hearts. 
encounter Jesus Christ, when we receive the sacraments, when we participate in the divine life of our faith. Pope Benedict in his most recent letter comments on the great crisis facing us, saying, Above all, we ourselves must learn again to recognize God as the foundation of our life. Instead of leaving him aside as a somehow ineffective phrase, God is a person, and God is alive in the midst of our world, in the midst of our church. Today at this most holy Thursday Mass, we have the opportunity again to encounter Jesus Christ. He began the church with 12 disciples, 12 men, ordaining them as the first priests, as other Christs in our world. And our Lord gives himself to us in the most unique and difficult ways for us to wrap our mind around this mystery. He gives himself to us in the Eucharist, in what appears to be a little piece of bread. But it is the divine life that comes to us and we receive here in the sanctuary. And the Eucharist comes in and through the priests ordained in the church. We become members of the body of Christ and receive the divine life through the Eucharist. We become the church, the people of God, when we receive the Eucharist coming through the priesthood. The church is a life. And the way we move forward is to re-encounter Jesus Christ. For the church is not and cannot act like an other, like a worldly institution. We must act like we are of God, that God's life is in us, in our world. And God wants to gather us all, your neighbors, all of Carmel, the whole world into his church, to come to life in Jesus Christ. We are all to witness, to be martyrs, that God is truly alive, even today, most especially today. We are the church. God is alive in our hearts, and we are the people of God. Let us turn to Christ this night, allowing him to give his divine life in the depths of our souls, especially when we receive him in the most holy Eucharist.